0: Best friends don't bully. They speak the truth and go down rabbit holes. All while
1: loving fiercely. Finding hope. And seeking truth. So join us as we talk about everything and
0: nothing. And find the truth in the middle. Let's
1: Let's
0: get into it. it. Hello, everybody. Hi, hi. Hi, Guys,
1: Brittany counted down to get us to hit record today, and I think she forgot how to talk.
0: No, I didn't. I I know how to count, and I did it well today. You just didn't want to say hi. already i didn't know what i was doing so i'm just so thankful to be a guest on Steph's podcast today <laughs> and it's just it's a joy to be here and i'm just so forever thankful for this opportunity and i'm not going to mess oh it up oh my
1: gosh there. okay we're going to get right into it <laughs> <laughs> i'm just going to ignore all the things that just came out of your mouth we're going to embrace all of them right so today is but i'm not going to today's mess topic is brought to you by let's say just anytime you've ever gone to a church and start serving on a team, they have you do this thing and take a spiritual gifts test. Now I say I say every church, it's probably like 90% of churches. But yeah, we're gonna talk about spiritual gifts in preparation oh. for this. Uh why are you laughing already? Preparation for this podcast. I asked Brittany if she had ever taken a spiritual gifts test, to which she said no. Um, can you tell our listeners why you've never taken a spiritual gifts
0: test? I never wanted to. That's the <laughs> answer that's the simple that's, answer. I'm why sorry. are you going with this? i simple was trying answer. to find a way. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to find a way to make it elaborate, but I don't have any I just never did. Like it was, I know that it went around my childhood church when I was in college like one time. But I've never been at a church that has said, "I'll oh, take this test before you want to serve." Like that's never been anything that I experienced. I do know I was offered to take it a couple of times, and I was like, "No, nah, I'm good," because I'm just going to go talk to Jesus directly. I don't, I don't understand what this test is going to do. Jesus can just tell me. Also, I know what I'm horrible at, which says <laughs> absolutely that's not a gift of yours, Brittany, because you are just horrible at this. So I just I've never wanted to take one because I just didn't see the purpose. For me, I'm not knocking it for people who are just brand new to the faith and just have no idea. I, I just, for me, it just wasn't, I, it wasn't a thing that I ever needed to find see, out. see. And
1: I thought it was just such a normal thing because I've literally taken one, probably actually, I looked it up earlier. I like put it into my email to see, cause you know, like you don't know, maybe our listeners, know. they'll email the results to you. So I've taken.
0: Oh, I do know that. I checked my email. <laughs> <laughs> so I do. I do know that part. I'm I so my email. glad.
1: I've taken it. I think five times in the last five years. Have they changed? Three, four, five, counting today. I took. I've taken it five times since October of 2018. And yeah, they. Yeah, Kay. it's changed. Okay. Okay, but that. Okay, that That's case, the part, you know, don't like up, that I it changes.
0: Say, can I? You don't think we change I, no i it's not it's not that I don't like that it changes. I'm just curious, right? Uh-huh. I have a couple of things. first, let me say this before I forget this. So you're essentially telling me that potentially ninety percent of churches in America have their new members basically fill out an application before they can serve. No, and so I'm not saying
1: like it's not you, a requirement to serve, but most churches in this world today. They do some kind of mm-hmm. class to get you com- more connected. And then when you're in that class to get more connected, they typically will give you a spiritual gifts test. And they'll say, if you don't okay. know where you want to serve, fill complete this and it will help direct you in the path. One of the previous churches that I worked at, they had... You used to work at a church? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> One of the previous churches I worked at... Like, depending on what your spiritual gift was, they would say, you would serve well. Like, you would do well serving in this area of the church. If you have the gift of administration, you'll serve well doing office work. (laughs) Like, you could help count the... I'm already getting upset. Like, I know you are.
0: I'm already getting upset.
1: (laughs) I'm trying to, like, think of one or, like, look at one.
0: I do, like, there are some on here that I get. I don't think they're spiritual gifts, but I do get how it helps steer people in the direction of like this is how you can serve in this church and feel like you're a contributing member and feel like you're blessing others and feel like you're truly serving and being part of the body of Christ. There are some that I can see that with. I don't think that all of these that are on this questionnaire, this test that you made me take today, are all spiritual gifts. They're not. Okay, so
1: here's the thing. The one that I had you take, I specifically sent that one because it is one from a church. It was on a church's website, not any like specific churches, just that that was one of the ones in my email and the other ones. They didn't go into detail the way the one my email for this one went into.
0: However, just as a point of contention. I did look up the verses that aligned with one of these so-called spiritual oh gifts, and they <laughs> did not align with it whatsoever. Okay, let's talk about it. Whatsoever. Which, which spiritual, <laughs> quote, spiritual, and quote, gift? It was craft, craftsmanship. Craftsmanship is not a spiritual gift. It is a skill and a special ability, but it is not a spiritual gift. Can you use that to serve the body of Christ and to honor God? A hundred percent you can. It is not a spiritual gift. In the main verse that it had, it just said, and the Lord said to Moses. That was the entire verse. <laughs> I swear. Where's I really the craftsmanship? I think that must
1: have been a typo though, because the rest of them do have like this to that, you know, like these
0: verses. I looked up a couple and maybe it was just the two that I looked up. I just pulled up a couple. Now, mind you, I was still at work. And my day was running down and I was like, I didn't bring my Bible to work. And so, which I don't typically bring my Bible and you to work. Were I don't know if like, that makes me a bad believer or you not. You were like looking but at it I on your don't. phone. So I Googled the verses. No, I was on my laptop. Like this is how you, serious you I was. You typed like, out those to, verses that you sent to me? I typed out those verses on my laptop at work trying to figure out the <laughs> comparison. Because I was not going to look at my phone and okay. do it. And then I just got enraged, and I just got angry. <laughs> and then I just was like, I don't know that God's word says this. And the two that I looked up, it did not okay, say that. Okay, but
1: what you looked up craftsmanship, and what was the other one? Because I feel like you would look up the ones Helps. that were like, what? Helps. You probably were like, what the hell are these? Am I allowed to say hell on Helps the podcast? Helps is not a
0: spiritual gift. I think okay. so. You said it, and we can't take it back. <laughs> we can never unspeak what's already been spoken. We can bleep it out, but then you'll know, think I said something worse. <laughs> It's fine. Mm. I don't think it's an, I personally don't find okay. it an offensive word. It's in now, the Bible. somebody emails so. us. That's not how that works either. That's not how that works either. Because um, we're talking about the spiritual gifts test. And that's not, the word help is mentioned in the Bible. It is not a spiritual gift. And it says with an S, helps. <laughs> helps? What is okay. helps? Can, helps people? I get that. Okay. What is
1: that? So what do you think, what would you consider spiritual gifts then? Which one? Like, okay, hold
0: on. Let me pull up this. Let me enlarge this list.
1: Because, yeah, no, I have the list open too.
0: I think discernment's a spiritual gift because not everybody has it. I would agree. And it's not just that it's a spiritual gift because not everyone has it. I think it's a spiritual gift because it requires a certain level of being in tune with God on a daily basis in order for it to operate. And I think that in my mind, that's what I view as a spiritual gift. Your spiritual gift... Operates at its best when you are in direct communication and communion with God on a daily basis. Can they still present themselves in non believers? Absolutely, they can. But I think if they're presenting themselves in non believers, they're just like, oh, look at this cool thing that I can do. Like they don't understand the co- correlation or the connection. But I think as Christians, like discernment is my top. Spiritual gift. I know that a hundred percent. Like, there's, there's. I didn't need to take a test to <laughs> like to tell me that I'm a very discerning person. I know that
1: everyone who knows like, you I've knows always that
0: been, knows that I am a very discerning person. Like, it's not a secret and it's not hidden. And so, but I think that that's a spiritual gift. But I think that that's what some of it is. Like, you need to just have a direct, a different type of relationship with God. At different seasons of your life in order for them to be fully present and manifesting themselves. I don't think that it's like a craftsmanship, like to be a craftsman, you don't need to have any connection with Can you
1: define what you would what would be your definition of a spiritual gift? Like how would you define spiritual gifts? Because you're doing a lot of it's not this, it's not this, but like how would you define it?
0: Oh, I thought I just I thought I just said it, but I'll say it again. It is A supernatural ability, something that you cannot do in your own power, that you really need to have constant communion and community with God in order for it to be something that exhibits on a day-to-day basis. But you
1: also said previously that it functions best when you are connected to God. Yes. And that you can have a spiritual gift if you're not a believer But if you're not a believer, how are you connected to God functioning in that spiritual gift?
0: So, okay, this is how I would explain that. When people say oftentimes, like, my gut just says that this is not a good experience or I shouldn't do this and they don't do it. And then they find out later that, like, everybody who participated in this, something happened. They all got food poisoning or Mm -hmm. they all lost their keys or whatever the situation was. And when people tell me that they're not believers, my first thought is that was the Holy Spirit warning you not to do something. You just don't know that it's the Holy Spirit, and you're just saying it's my gut, my gut instinct. What does that is have to that do, that do with the gift of the Spirit? Right. Well, here's the thing. So I think in con- in line with that, if you have someone that just like can is very discerning, I think you can be discerning in the business world or whatever, and have no relationship with God, and you just like I just I'm business savvy. Like you just call it whatever is appropriate for whatever your life is. I'm just busy business savvy or whatever you are, but it's not just business savvy. You have a very discerning spirit. You just haven't aligned it with what it needs to be aligned.
1: Interesting. I don't that's like I feel like I've just like when I saw the list too, I was like, dang, that's a lot of options. But so many I feel like there's a lot of scripture in different times where scripture like lists out gifts of the spirit in different ways mm-hmm. so i just feel like we should go off of that list and not i agree that this what's on this, this list? really long list which i mean okay let's read off a few for for the listeners who aren't looking at the list
0: go for it let's let them hear it. why don't you read through all of
1: administration them? apostleship craftsmanship discernment evangelism Oh, you should say yes or no as I read them. What you think.
0: Okay, so start okay. over. Sorry. Administration.
1: Sorry. Okay. Nope. Apostleship. Yes. Craftsmanship. Discernment. No. Yes. Evangelism. Yes. Exhortation.
0: Yes. Faith. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, st- I'm stuck on that one. I'm going to be honest. I'm stuck on that one. I'm going to say yes.
1: I, d- I would say yes because I do feel like there are some people who just have the craziest ability to have faith for things.
0: In the worst of situations, they're, they have unshakable faith. And I think that that is a spiritual gift.
1: Okay, giving. No. No? Giving? Okay. No. Healing? Yes. Helps? No. Hospitality? No. Intercession?
0: Yes. Word
1: of knowledge? Yes. Leadership?
0: No. Mercy? I'm stuck on this because, as Christians, we're supposed to be merciful to everybody. I think—do I think that there are people that—that's just their natural instinct? Yes. I don't know that I would say that it's a spiritual gift. They could just be. How is that sensitive. different than faith? And like, how is that different from faith?
1: Because I feel like if we say faith, yes, then it—I feel like mercy would also be a yes.
0: So I—I I, and this is just, this could just be a me thing. I feel like mercy at times is situational. Like, there but might be some situations where, I you're like, feel mercy like, applies. Yeah. Go, sorry, I'll let you finish. I've never met a person who who is 100% merciful. But I've also never been in a situation where somebody has needed to be 100% merciful. Or known someone that, that has always been their situation. And that's just me. I'm not saying they don't exist. But... That's just my experience. But to that... My experience.
1: I don't think you need to be 100% any of them. Just because you have this very strong discernment that you've had for a long time like i think that as we walk in seasons god gives us different gifts for different seasons because we're in different spaces with different people so if you're like it's like it's not you have okay you have dreams god speaks to you through dreams you're not there are times where you are up all night and every time you close your eyes you're dreaming and then there are times, yes, where yes. you close your eyes and you sleep for twelve hours straight, beautiful, <laughs> so I don't think it has to be a hundred percent night. I don't think it has to be a hundred percent one or the other. I think that God can use you for any gift at any moment at any time, but that that gift is not attached to you as your identity or like. You, because you don't, because you have that gift right now doesn't mean you're always going to have that gift or you're always going that gift is going so, to be the strong one.
0: I I agree with you that I don't think that the gift is always going to be the strongest gift. I honestly and maybe I'm just like this weird hybrid of a person. I have always been discerning even as a little kid.
1: Yeah. Yes. Like, that's what I'm saying, though. And so it's like, I so think to me, I'm like, I've always been
0: discerning. So, just yeah, then.
1: that's what I'm saying, though, It's like in your brain, you have always been discerning. So to you, you're like, well, if it's not people aren't 100 percent merciful. So why would that be a
0: spiritual gift? No, That's so what you just said, one, though. though. <laughs> no, yes. I, I, that's I'm not, not, I'm like, not like my like dying on this mercy
1: thing. I just want to understand because I
0: don't see how it would be different from faith to mercy. In my experience, yes, I've like every, almost everybody that I grew up with, their spiritual gifts have been the same since we discovered what they were. Like, I don't I don't really know. Right. Not saying they can't change. I do think they can change. I also think that God sometimes gives us grace and endurance to be able to walk through seasons that we're just like, yeah, I don't know about this, but he he equips us for that. And I think sometimes he equips us by giving us spiritual gifts to be able to endure that and to yep. speak positively. Yep. And I think sometimes that really is just the strength of who God created us to be, to be able to say, okay, like, we're just going to walk through this, okay. right? So I think when it comes like mercy and faith, I, faith is just a whole different ballgame. In your eyes. It is. Like in my, when I think about it, I, you would die for your faith, right? Would, would somebody who has the gift of mercy, would they die to be merciful to someone?
1: Probably. Some people, yeah.
0: They probably would. I just, I don't know. Like that one is 50-50 for okay. me. I don't know.
1: Miracles. Yes. Pastor. Why did I say it like that? Pastor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see my face. I was like, I don't know what that is. I don't know. Maybe.
1: It says pastor
0: slash shepherd. Okay. No, I don't think that's a spiritual gift. I think that's a calling. Okay. Prophecy. Yes. <laughs> Service. I've encountered some false prophets. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> well you said service yeah. i don't know if i have to think about it this long i'm probably gonna say like my gut instinct is to say no and that's really my gut not the holy spirit <laughs> that really is just my gut to say if i can't decide on something just say no okay teaching. is actually just a rule i live my life by teaching preaching teaching teaching no i don't think that's a spiritual gift tongues and the
1: interpretation of
0: tongues I'm gonna be honest with you, I am really on the fence about this one. I don't think that tongues is a spirit like okay. And I'm not gonna you have know, the words to say this, is, this. I have am to help so, me flush this out. I am out. so proud of you for not
1: texting me all of these thoughts because I know <laughs> that, like, was it
0: three hours ago that you took this test? It was. And you were like, <laughs> I did not think I was <laughs> going to make it. I was like, I am not gonna make it. And so we press record. Okay. Um go ahead, flush it out. So do I think that speaking in tongues is a supernatural thing? Yes, I do think it is a supernatural thing. I really haven't resolved where I stand on people not speaking in tongues. Like, are you, like, what is, why are you not? I think it's a situational thing, right? Because there, and I'm going to explain it. I'm going to explain it, right? And this is why I need you to help me flesh out my words. Because okay. I just, I don't know the words at this time. I've never met a person who has asked God to be able to speak in tongues who hasn't been able to do that. Doesn't mean that they don't exist oh yeah they I just definitely personally have exist. never I know I believe that I know more people who have asked who haven't received than
1: who have asked and received really okay so okay, for me it's but, the opposite but I will say like I grew up going to youth events where it was the basic like the three nights the first night they talk about like giving your heart to God the second night they hit hard with the, the speaking in tongues and the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And then third day is always like outreach oriented. Let's talk missions. Now you're going to go back into your own world and make a difference
0: for Jesus. You're saying all of that happens in three days? Oh yeah. It's literally like, that's how every single youth convention is. That's you've a,
1: a mishandling of spiritual authority. I'm telling you that the First, I know, I believe you. It is not only youth conventions. It is also like sometimes women's conferences. I So here, it, this is what's wild to it's me. It's that concept of first you need to break everybody down and introduce Jesus as the one who will fix it and heal it and mend it and give your life to Jesus. The next sermon Is always, okay, you gave your life to Jesus, but now you need God to fill you. And then it's always the very last sermon is always oriented towards missions. Go out, reach the nations, go back to your normal life, be on mission for God to get his gospel out there.
0: I'm I need to say this as a disclaimer to the the listeners. I oh promise boy. that I am not 100% a bothered person. <laughs> I am so bothered by that. Because how do you like okay, let's let's envision this, right? There's a there's a high percentage of people who are attending these youth camps and these women ministries who are already involved in the church right i'm not going to say they're they're safe yet right but they're going to church with their family this sat and the third they're probably looking at youth camp as like potentially the youth convention is well, like a big social thing okay i'm going to see all my friends
1: maybe but there's but what about the for percentage youth convention and youth camp and all that stuff there's a lot more teenagers who will go to church camps that don't go to church yes. so there's right there's and that was going to be my next point there's a higher unsaved amount
0: that, yes, that was going to be my. Just because you go because your parents make you go to church every Sunday, it doesn't mean that you have a relationship with God, right? So you could still go to church every Sunday. Your parents are teaching you how to tithe. They're teaching you how to like how the system of the church works, and you could really just be like, "Yeah, I really don't know about this God person y'all talk about." But yeah, okay, mom, you want me to go over here? I'm gonna go over here and do this, right? But what about the people who have like they they get invited by a friend and their parents are like, "Yeah, absolutely, you can go, whatever." It's not going to be wildly inappropriate. You're going to be safe. I don't have to worry about you. They send them into a kid who that's their first encounter with God, like their first encounter with Christianity and the faith as a whole. Mm-hmm. We're going to break them down so they can be like, I need God. How about you just need God? Your life could okay. be fine. When how I about say, you just need Jesus? <laughs> when I say, like, how about you just like, when I, say I don't break know. them down?
1: So it's not always like, it's not a let me degrade you to realize how horrible a no, person I know, you are. No, I know. I know. am just saying that the outcome of the first night is always like the thought process is always I want people to give their heart to Jesus. We want people who have walked away to come back to Jesus.
0: Agreed. Amen. That should always be our goal.
1: But I just like say break down because, you, do you know. There, ha- no, there no, were times, I know exactly what you... There were times where people were like, yo, you're just not that great. We're all humans. We're all flawed.
0: Who says that to people? <laughs> oh my gosh. Is it true? This is, this yes, is it's why, true.
1: This is why sometimes I say something forgetting the fact that like not everyone grew up the same way. Like with the spiritual gifts thing when I was like, wait a second, you've
0: never taken a test before? (laughs) How Steph texted me like, we can talk about this. We'll compare our results to what we did before. Before what? (laughs) This is my first time taking it. What are you talking about? (laughs) And
1: your response was like, why would I take a test? I don't need a test.
0: I'm already in community and communion with Jesus. Why do I need and, to take a test to what was, Jehovah has
1: already told my me? My response was, oh, yeah, I forgot you don't go to church.
0: <laughs> no. I will say you this, do, You stop becoming my to church, church attendance. I do. I will say this, much: I do. You're right. I do. And I'm, I'm okay with it. I need to be bullied in that area of my life because I can't go to church consistently because of my job. And then it just makes it hard. And then Look, I just get frustrated and irritated. But then every it just time. there's a lot of reasons. Every
1: time you but come to issue. visit me and you go to church, you're like, oh my God, that was so good. That was just what I needed. Thank you, Jesus. Absolutely.
0: So go to Absolutely. church, people. Well, first of all, you know the church that I was attending okay. the <laughs> spring of this year. And like, what was I doing? I don't even know. Okay. It was anyway, anyway, anyway. Anyways. Anyway, anyway. We it was did, church. We did go to that and one I church.
1: I went to that one church with you and that was a struggle. <laughs> yeah, it took you a minute to remember which one. <laughs> it took
0: me a minute. I was like, what church? The church that we vowed to never go back to. Yes. Anyway, back on track. We've had some unique experiences, people. Unique experiences. This is what I will say. I think is incredibly toxic about what it is that you just shared occurs, right? Okay, but for the main reason of can we
1: we're like I'm envisioning we're almost done with this list. Can we just finish the last one so that they have all of the ones on the list? that you can okay, go, go ahead. Go we're ahead. so go close to actually getting through.
0: <laughs>
1: no, go ahead. Okay, go so ahead. Go Tong- go ahead. I'll remember it. For, so for the tongues, you said you're not sure, and we're still in discussion. Yeah. And the last one
0: is a wor- word of wisdom. You're going to say no. I feel, like words of, I feel like words of wisdom and words of knowledge kind of go hand in hand in some capacity. Not completely. Like, I know that there's a difference between the two of them. But mm-hmm. I think to have, you have to be wise in order to know when to share the things that God has given you a word of knowledge over. Like, you can't just, the God just impart something in you and just like, ah. Because what happens if you're in a work meeting and they're talking about something crazy and you're just like, Jesus said da-da-da-da. What? What are you doing? Like you have to be wise in that regard. But I would say that I do think it is a spiritual gift because most people don't like it's not a common thing.
1: Okay. Let's go back to what we were talking about before. Go for it. Continue
0: what you want to do. I just wanna say I changed my mind. I think I'm on the fence about words of wisdom. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just thought about it. I think I'm on the fence. I think I'm on the fence. Actually, I wanna but, know so, I wanna know at some point too before we end this. Um Yes, you took the test. I want to know what your results were. Okay. Okay,
0: I can do that. Okay, you can continue okay. now. Thank you. I appreciate right. your kindness. I, no, no problem. I promise I wouldn't mess this up, and I did within sixty <laughs> seconds. But it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Growth and progress. We'll try again next time. Um, please invite me back to be a guest on your podcast. Oh my god. Um, so <laughs> I would say that I think I think it is spiritually inappropriate. And just a horrible way to do things if somebody gets saved on a Friday night to Saturday night preach about being filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues because then it and then you the next day you jump right into missions and then they go home and so what about the student who has never had an- like who this is their first time having an encounter with God, they have a dramatic encounter with God, they give their life to him, they surrender completely to him. They don't get filled with the Holy Spirit and speak with tongues, and they're supposed to go out and do missions. To a teenager, I can, like, that putting myself in that, that's overwhelming. And that's chaotic because then I'm now asking myself, what did I do wrong? Did I not say the salvation prayer with enough sincerity? Did I not confess to all of my sins? Is there a sin that's lingering okay, out there? But I feel because it, like it leaves things unfinished. I get that. I
1: get where you're coming from, but I also see, like, Obviously, it's not—the the message isn't just Holy Spirit. Right. Like, right. like, there are, like, in a good message, in a good environment, they're going to make the necessary statements of, like, hey, this is a gift. You may not receive it now. You may receive it later. You may not never receive it. But— we want to encourage you to ask for it. I think, like, I, I know you always take it to the extreme. Well, yes, but there are, I take it to the like, extreme. I think, but I think it's important to note that, like, I only notice the, like, I can point out the fact that that's what they do and that's the repetition because I went to so many and I was at them all the time. Right. Like, when you think about it. Like we would do like a winter conference in like January and then like Easter, we were at youth convention a few weeks later, sometimes one weekend later, like we were at a girl's thing. And then in the summer we had summer camp. And then in the fall I had a women's event and sometimes there would be a youth event in the fall. So like you're talking six times a year. Five, six times a, a year that I was at those events. Now I I get it. I'm, you know, pastor's kid. I go to everything. So, no, so you, that see, makes sense. you see the repetition as you're like, okay, I right. know what to expect. I know what's going to happen.
0: When I think of like, when I go to the extremes, I understand that it's not everybody. My heart and my mind tends to gravitate to like that one to 2% that falls through the cracks. Mm-hmm. And so... Like that is more so like, what what do we do with those? With the people who are like, I gave my life to Christ and now I'm stuck and I'm not connected to a church and my parents may not be Christians and all these like, like what is it that, are we sending the right message and building those people up in the short 72 hours that we have them before we send them back home for them to be equipped enough to say, okay, I need to join a if you know they go to a school, but does I think like that I think that Christian athletes or anything like that. That
1: responsibility should fall on the people who are with that person in their community. I agree. Because I agree. Yeah, what you're talking about is like, okay, there's no discipleship. You're not there's no one to yeah. help this person mm-hmm. along the way, but like realistically, it's not like that person just went to this event by themselves. They're with Right. They're right. with a friend, they're with a friend's youth group. There's an adult with them in somewhere that came with right. them in a sense who should be the one that's saying, "Okay, let's break this down." Like I can tell you that like when we were like me growing up, we would have debriefs after every session, every sermon. We would go back to the hotel and we would debrief as a group. That's good. That's needed. I think that's important. And then like we would have a plan. Okay, this is what we want to do when we go home. This is how we're going to do this when we go home. And we would plan mm-hmm. things out. And so it wasn't just, you know, like, okay, we were in this emotional environment. We heard from God. Right, right. And now we're going to go home and everything's going to go back to how it was. So I think, I think that responsibility should fall on the person that is spiritually in charge of that group the volunteers the leaders whoever is there who has said okay i'm willing to pour into these kids
0: they all better be doing it and they better be doing it right
1: <laughs> sorry yeah. I just, I if just, you just...
0: can see the look on her face right now i'm sorry i never seen I'm you sorry. look so angry it just it wasn't even angry you know what anger you know what it was yeah you know there's a level of protection you don't like... ever
1: get angry we know it's not true. <laughs> However, I just do. would like to say. Also, you are the most protective person I've ever met in my life. And that's not a
0: bad thing. It's my red flag. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> actually. <laughs> it is my red flag. I'm like, aware. I'm aware. When I'm more
1: scared about, like, what someone in my, like, what you're going to think about someone I'm inviting into my life than, like, my family is. Then, yeah, maybe it's a red flag. <laughs> it's a right, right. right. well,
0: most people. I don't know that that should be our like, our, our our temperature check like, on that, but that's okay. I'm just saying, like most people, I
1: would be okay if they don't like you. That's not a big deal. But Brittany, like she just might do something. I don't, I don't even want to know what she gonna do if she don't like.
0: you <laughs> I, All hope here's the interesting thing. Here's well, that's not exactly true. Here's the interesting thing. I try to live my life in a way that the people who I don't care for don't know that I don't care for them. Like everybody gets the same That's level accurate. of kindness, eh, yeah. the same level of support, the same level of care. I'm just, you're not the person that I'm running to and you're not the person I'm going to trust with something, but call me and we'll talk through it. And I might be thinking like, yeah, you, why'd you do that? That's stupid. But I'll be like, yeah, you know what? You live and you learn. You fell. Let's pick yourself back up. Let's dust you off. Let's get you right back on the right <laughs> Like that's just that's just my mentality. So the people that I don't like don't know. However, which is a good if thing. If you hurt somebody, yes, I think I think it's a it, maturity because that used to not always be me. If you hurt somebody that I care about, count your days. That's true
1: for you. It is a very much a count protection thing.
0: Yeah, but count even, your days. But it
1: could be someone you don't care about. I feel like someone you're not like. You don't know that 2%. You're just naturally a protective person. You're like, oh, no. Yes. When it comes, especially when it comes to, like, the spiritual side, you're even more protective.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Which is why when I presented that maybe scenario that a few should be ago, a, like, I'm thinking Maybe that's a spiritual gift.
1: <laughs>
0: no. I'm,
1: I just, you know, had to. I've just got to shrug my
0: shoulders because I am not going to
1: say anything about that. I tried I don't know to hold it, it back. But like, it just, it didn't work.
0: I did not All I've always used to be, I can't believe I'm really sure of this story. I always used to be like the helper. I want to help people. Like I used to talk for my younger brother and my God brother for like years. Not because they couldn't talk. They could, they just didn't. Right. With certain things. And I just be like, okay, well, let me figure out what you got going on. Cause you still got to be fed. You still got to be able to have fun. You still got to be able to have the snack Mm -hmm. that you want, right? Like that was always my thing. I don't think the protectiveness in me kicked in until I was like 15 or 16 years old. I didn't attend my youth group at my church growing up. Like I just didn't. There are a whole bunch of reasons why I didn't. I just didn't. Like it just didn't feel like one of those things that I felt like I needed to do. I felt like I was getting spiritually fed by going like, and sitting in the sanctuary every Sunday and Wednesday night prayer and all that stuff. I didn't feel like I needed to go, so I didn't. And I, my parents and I got a lot of backlash for me not doing that. And there was just one highly inappropriate and aggressive encounter I had with the one of the youth group leaders at the time, expressing how she felt about me and the fact that I would not attend her youth group. That ever since then, I've just been like, absolutely not. Like, first of all, one, I'm a child, okay? So your feelings should not be that escalated. And two, no one asked you at all. I don't think that God sent you over here to talk to me. In fact, I know that he did not I confidently can say that. I know that he didn't because the things that were said were not of God in any way, shape, or form. It was just somebody's hurt feelings because I wouldn't go come and play at their little play group. I don't want to come. I'm just not going to. And so I didn't. And so ever since then, I'm just like, I'm going to protect the people who may not have somebody there. Because had my parents not been somewhere else, they would not have let that happen. Interesting. And had my uncle not been somewhere else, they would not have let that happen. Interesting. There's nobody around. Poor, innocent Brittany. Now, I handled my own because I got a mouth on me and I always have. Accurate. (laughs) However, I should not have had to. I should not have had to in that situation. So like from that, like I've just always been like, I need to protect people because you never know what people's intentions are. I'm not going to let you disrespect someone just because they don't agree with what you agree with or want to do what you want them to do or anything in the church or outside the church. I don't care. That's true. They're not there yet. Oh, Chill. Oh my God. <laughs> you do it. If you if it's that important, you do it. That's always like my last, if it is that important that it needs to be done and you are frustrated that no one else in your church or your community does it, then you need to do it because that really just might be God saying, I need you to do this and you just don't want to acknowledge it.
1: But also know that it's God and not just your church leadership saying, because that's also a thing like, You're saying that and you're like giving me a little PTSD because there's been times where people are like, well, you see the need. So then that's God saying that you need to fill it. I don't think that's always accurate. But when you are a church leader who is already spread thin because statistics say that 10% of the church do 90% of the work, you're already exhausted. So if someone's saying, hey, there's a hole here, We need to fill it. They're saying, well, you noticed it, so you go fill it. Because they're already doing most of the work anyways. And I say that being like, I've been on both sides. Not that I've ever told somebody, no, like you go do it then. But I've been on the side of church leadership where people are like, well, we just don't have the hands to do that. That's a great idea. But right now, we don't have the people to
0: make that happen. Which I, I get that I 100% get that I 100% get that and I really do think that it doesn't fit for every situation and sometimes you just don't have people that are, that people that are genuinely like I am not called to run this ministry or to do this but I am seeing I think that there is a need
1: how do we fix it I think that a lot of times at least in my experience that I've seen a lot of times someone needs something and they're realizing that mm-hmm. there's not ministry for that in the church. Yeah. And so it's not that God is saying, "Hey, you do this." God is saying, "Hey, you need this." But the church doesn't isn't filling that role. And so then we take right. like some you're taking it upon yourself to go to the church and say, "Hey, we should start this ministry," but you're not saying, "We should start this ministry because I need to be ministered to." Like there's, which I think is a
0: great first step. Like there's a, I mean, me there is a, a difference. A, I agree. There's Me is as a, a strong young difference. adult,
1: you know, not now, oh. me as a young adult in the past saying, Hey, we don't have a young adult ministry. Why is that? Can we look into that? And then I'm saying, well, you're a, you're a young adult. Why don't you start a young adult ministry? Well, that defeats the purpose because I'm trying to find people join the ministry that i can be friends with and that i can be encouraged
0: Mm.
1: in that ministry not running the ministry where then i'm once again put up on a pedestal where i have to be in a leadership role right like and that's like that's just a a personal thing from my own life that i had struggled with but yeah okay so what what did your test results look like can i start from the bottom no, I just want like the top 3. No. I don't okay, want all th- Why uh, would I want all of
0: them? I don't know. I just I don't that's want a, to know. That's I like a, know if I no, all that's about. like a long list. Like the, <sighs> no, it is a very long list. The
1: top 3 and what the number is was it before it, I think?
0: Yeah, it's before it. Okay. I don't agree with I don't agree with the third one, so um I'm going to give you the first five.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just don't skip that one that you disagree with.
0: No, I'm not going to skip it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to skip it. I'm just going to give you the first five. So number one is discernment, which Shocker. the number next to that is 14. Okay. I don't know what that number means exactly.
1: I'll tell you after.
0: Um, okay, thanks. Um, number two is faith. That's also 14. Okay. Number three is pastor slash shepherd. That's also a 14. Is
1: that the one that you disagree with? Okay, yes. so the fourteens yes. means that your all three of those are tied for your top. Okay, you don't see it. I could see we'll, it, but you again. We'll come back to it. You it's not that. It's because you don't that believe. I don't see it. You don't believe that's a spiritual
0: gift. You believe yes. that's a call. It's not that I can't okay. see it. I, like I would love to serve a ministry. In some you capacity. disagree Absolutely. with like, it in down. terms
1: of you don't. Think it's a spiritual gift.
0: Okay, what are it's the next not a one? spiritual gift. I also don't think it should be that high. But that's just what are me. the next one? Um, exhortation. Okay, that makes sense. And that's a thirteen. And then word of knowledge is also a thirteen.
1: That also, yeah, those all make sense to me.
0: They except for the the middle one, pastor slash shepherd. That I they okay, they make sense. but I get
1: but if you if it was, say okay, if it was a spiritual gift, then you would agree with it. Because you said you would love to do ministry. And I think technically, like, you've wanted to be in roles. Like, you've talked about, I'm trying to th- figure out how to say this. I'm sorry, my face
0: is a little skeptical. I'm sorry, I'm trying much, to figure out where you're going with putting this. Putting too
1: much information, like, out there. Um, but, like, you've talked about positions that. that would involve and allow you to, to talk to kids on a more spiritual level. Absolutely. That is literally pastoring.
0: I feel like that's more shepherding, but that's okay. Okay. They go hand in hand.
1: Pastor slash shepherd, whatever.
0: Semantics. It's a me thing. Anyway. It's a, I mean, I I don't disagree. That all sense, If I though. believe that pastoring was a spiritual gift, then yes, 100%, I would agree with all the top five without a shadow of a doubt. Uh-huh. Without a shadow of a doubt. I just would also like to point out, and this is another reason why I don't think craftsmanship is a spiritual gift, okay, is because I'm very crafty. And that's not anywhere near the top of the list. So how do we (laughs) determine craftsmanship? Okay, okay, but here's the thing. I learned how to make stickers and to do a whole bunch of other things. I can put stuff together. It's it's based on the way you answered the questions. There was never a question about craftsmanship. That I thought I'm gonna look at it again. See, though. that's what that you thought. You're
1: supposed to just answer the questions and not think it through. I did. Because I did craftsmanship was my top one. <laughs> that makes complete sense. Craftsmanship, to me, discernment, and service are all like
0: fifteens at the top. They're so they're all even. Number one, and number three, I completely agree with. Number two, I don't know that like. Are you a craftsman? Yes. Or a craftswoman, as they put in the form? I think we. Well,
1: you said number one and number three you agree with, so you don't agree with number two? Yes.
0: Only because I don't think craftsmanship is a spiritual gift.
1: Craftsmanship is the first one.
0: Oh, my bad. I thought that was the second (laughs) one. Okay, then I agree with number two and number three. Y'all, numbers really are hard for me, especially when we combine them words. Oh, my God. I agree with number two and number three. I agree that number one, like, depending on how they define craftsmanship, I would say that, do you have the giftings of that? Absolutely. Do I think that you are called to build something? Absolutely. And that could be a community, like that could be a community center, that, like that can be a variety of different things because you strive on making sure that everybody is connected in some capacity so that they can thrive and be successful. And then whatever it is they don't have, they get that from a sense of community. I can, that makes sense to me if that is how we're defining craftsmanship. If we're defining craftsmanship as building things, you are good at building things. I just don't think it's a spiritual gift. I think you just know how to read and measure things. And you just like to do it. I don't know that I'd be like, 100% God gave her that gift.
1: Interesting. I'm dead because I was like, yo, she really just skipped over the fact that she don't think I'm discerning. Wow. That hurt my heart no, no, a I, a I, I was order. like, oh. I had it. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: my face was just like wide open mouth, like, oh my God. She
0: just keeps saying it over and over again. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I thought I thought discerning was one and craftsmanship was two, not one two. I'm so sorry. I do think you're dis I do think you're discerning.
1: Okay, so those were like my top, you know, like even at the top after that was hospitality with fourteen. Which to me that makes sense too. And then after that was giving and healing tied at 13 with 13.
0: I would like you to retake your test. Okay. <laughs> Just given the fact that you have gifts that I don't think are spiritual gifts, that I need you to have gifts that I 100% think are spiritual gifts. Here's the thing. This is okay, what I will say. Let me go down I further. Think... So
1: after that okay. was the pastor role was at 12, the shepherding pastoral role. But two years ago when I took these tests, I had... Exhortation and hospitality tied for the number one spot with 15. Healing was number so 14, th- and pastoring was 14 as well.
0: Here's the thing. Some of that makes sense to me when I just think back to where you were at in your life two years ago. Uh-huh. I think like, that 100% I can sense. look at, like, okay, today, 2022, 20,
1: 2020. I took 2020, 2019, and 2018. Thinking about where I was when I took those tests and what I was going through, they all make sense. Mm-hmm. Because in, yeah, So 2018 was when I left my church job, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My top score had a 20. That was shepherding and pastoring. And that, that makes sense. And that was when I was leaving a church where I was an interim pastor. After that mm-hmm. was mercy after that was serving.
0: I will say this much, if mercy was a spiritual gift, you definitely have it. You'd be too kind to people sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I just would like for you just to tell somebody no, and it's no because I don't think this is going to serve me, but I think that that's the thing i don't here's the thing about hospitality. I don't necessarily think that hospitality is a spiritual gift. I can see how like I can see how it contributes to the body of Christ and to the church as a whole um I just like you do create a warm home, right? Hospitality is not anywhere on the top of my list because I don't like nobody in my house. Oh, I know. However, if you come to my house, my like you you feel like people have said. No, if
1: people are lucky enough to stay at your home, you treat them like royalty. They you're very hospitable, and it's a safe space. And
0: people know that. Except
1: for. When it's winter and you have the heat on 75 and you have the fireplace going and it's like 82 degrees in your house and I am like, I cannot take off any more clothes because I'm so uncomfortable.
0: Do you know what the main thing is that I just heard you say? You. I think that's a you (laughs) issue. (laughs) I think that is 100% <laughs> a new issue. And as you were talking about it, I was like, she's about to give a very specific example. And I'm like racking my brain. like, what is she talking I'm about? I'm
1: just saying.
0: No, I, I, can't, I can't admit that I keep my house entirely too toasty during the wintertime. I don't know why. I cannot explain it. It's one of those. And like, during I don't, the summer, it it's just, too cold. Well, I but can't it, explain it. But I mean, it. it's fine.
1: I'm just saying. I can't explain Your it. hospitality goes up until I feel like I'm sweating and dying.
0: No, because I tell you to turn the heat down all the time. Like, fix it to what <laughs> you need to fix it to. Like, I know. I'm not one of those people like, you, you cannot touch my thermostat. Touch it. If it's uncomfortable for you, touch it. I want you to do it. I have more than I've enough I've told blankets. a few people that
1: in my lifetime.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, it just is a thing. So I, that's the only reason where I come, I have a little bit of contention with hospitality. Because I really think, I think it is situational. And I think a lot of it just really depends... Okay. Isn't
1: that the point though? You asked- Isn't that the point? We go like, so we have gifts. There are things that we can do without God. Mm-hmm. There are, there are, you know, sometimes people can, I don't know what's on this list. I got to pull it up again. So that I don't say something stupid. Like there are people who can give you a word of knowledge or some wisdom, but it's not, for the sake of a better term at this moment, divine. Okay. Like God did not tell you, Hey, go over there. Or someone just told you this issue. This is how you need to respond. You just know it because you're wise in that area. Yes. That would not, to me, I wouldn't necessarily, I, I would just call that a gift. Now all good gifts yeah. come from God. And that's the issue right. that, like, it's a gift and it's from God, but what is considered a spiritual gift and what is considered a gift?
0: Okay, so I just had this this potential definition pop into my head. And so let's talk through it because I could be completely wrong. I think a spiritual gift is something that is given by God that operates in spite of any trauma or life experience that you have. Okay because there's reasons why I don't have people in my house, right? There are reasons why people don't have my address and can't just pop. There are Mm -hmm. specific reasons as to why that's related to a trauma. If I trust you and you can be here, be here all you want. Live your best life here. You can never leave if you want to. That's totally fine. We're all here until I'm not here anymore. And then we go someplace else, right? Like That's a thing. But I think I've been discerning and I have you know, operated in the area and the gift of word of knowledge, even when it's concerning people that I want nothing to do with, even when it's people that have harmed me in some capacity. But I know without a shadow of a doubt, God wants me to say this, to share this, to speak this, Mm -hmm. to bless this. And so regardless of how I feel about this person, I 100% am going to do that. See, and
1: I just feel like that's obedience.
0: I feel like it can be obedience, but I also think that if we want to talk about a spiritual gift, then I think obedience is a spiritual gift more than hospitality.
1: <laughs> I really so do. Not, that's going to be your top one, like, except for... Listen, because... Except for there's been maybe one or two times that I could be like, Brittany, you didn't do that.
0: Absolutely. Yes. And then my response is, yes, I know I'm going to fix it. I got it. <laughs> That is like that is my response. Like me, my prayer for the past year is like, Lord, send me and I'll go. And if go means stay, then I'll stay. But change my heart to stay right. Yeah, he's changing my heart. I just was reluctant to let him change. I it feel for a while like cause I didn't really like his answer. I know. I feel like
1: we should have had some like a guest that could go deeper biblically with us on this because I know like the answer is in there. We just didn't take the time to fully to see it. And, yeah. and I will.
0: I will say this much. What we talked about are our opinions. It does not mean that the word of God explicitly says these things or doesn't say these things. This is just our opinions and perceptions with our knowledge and our relationships and our understanding and, and our relationships with God. And
1: there's a really good chance that we're just going to keep talking about this after we end the podcast. A hundred percent. In a week, we're going to be like, oh, crap, look what I found.
0: And we will come back on and we will say but, we were wrong. I will say, I will say that, like— if everything we
1: listed off was considered a spiritual gift, then our tests are pretty freaking accurate. From the from um, the top. Yes. From the top of
0: I have yes. I have some discrepancies with a couple of my ones at the bottom, but that's okay.
1: That's okay.
0: <laughs> I just feel okay, like Okay, what are your, your three low ones? Um my lowest one is apostleship, which is just which is accurate. Um, I'm not going to dispute that one whatsoever. I know why the ones in t- the the tongues one is so low, and that's because I I answered a number two on that answer and not a never in terms of interpretation. Uh-huh. There have been one or two times when I've been able to interpret tongues, but it's not a constant daily thing. But I also am not constantly daily in the presence of people who are speaking in tongues, <laughs> and so that was my like that was my answer in regards to that. Um, and then intercession was listed low. You know, I love to intercede. That's my thing.
1: I feel maybe you need to retake the test then because you said you don't remember any questions about craftsmanship. And I could tell you there were, there were like at least three questions. There's a question that said, do you enjoy working with your hands or something like that?
0: Yes, I hit five for that because I do.
1: Okay. I don't remember the other questions. You just said you couldn't oh, remember.
0: Okay. You no, you're listing the other two. You said you I couldn't like, okay, remember any nice questions,
1: one. and I immediately thought of that one. And I was like, "How does she not remember this?" Because I know she now, probably here, put a I five. Say,
0: I did put a five. This is what I will say. I didn't know that craftsmanship was going to be listed as a gift. I know. So I didn't like. I didn't know.
1: No, that's what that's why it was going to populate. But that's the best way to take the test. Because if you know right, so, the options, you're going to read a question and say, oh, I'm going to vote yes for this because I know this is asking about this question, this one, Right. you know?
0: Yeah. So, like, I just, I didn't know that craftsmanship was going to be a thing that was up there. I don't know what I thought that one was going to be. Probably aligned more with service than anything else.
1: I just, I find it, I do think that our our spiritual gifts or, or our gifts that were given change from season to season, like I said before. And I say that just because, like, okay. like, if you look at healing as a spiritual gift, you're not healing 100% of the time. You're not healing right. every sick person you come in contact with. But there may right. be, you know, a year where you see a lot of people get healed, and then you may go through, like, what the world would consider a dry spell. But that's not to say that you don't have the gift of healing. That's just saying that God's not using you in that way at that time. Because I think realistically, I I think we all as Christians, assuming that, you know, if you call yourself a Christian, we should have all of these at some basic level. Well, not all of them, but just about, you know, like. Most of them, yeah. You should be having mercy. You should, like, be leading somebody. Like you should be interceding at some point.
0: Please let's pray for the people people at your
1: house. You should be hospital and not be like, yo, get out
0: of my house. Like, and that's what, that's what some of my contention is with a couple of them. Like giving, I, God calls us to give. I do, but
1: okay. I, with giving, I do see that some people just have a heart to give. And I, And I say that because I can think of specific people who I know if they took this test, they would 100% score giving at the top. Absolutely. Because they just have that heart of saying, I want, I make money so that I can give towards this.
0: And see, the verse that I looked up, and I looked up one and then I was like, I can't do this no more because I'm about (laughs) to get upset. Um, And then I had to go do something for work. But I looked it up and it just said, by being given... The boiled down version of it was you always have good paying jobs. Just because I have a good paying job doesn't mean I'm tithing. It doesn't mean that I'm giving to anything. So like no, that, like there, yes. That makes sense. And there are some Christians who are in the church who are faithful Christians who do not tithe, right? And so I like that's the only reason why I say I don't think it's a spiritual gift because we are called to give. But I
1: don't think that giving as a gift is the tithe. I think if you have a gift no. of giving, it's going above and beyond. It's the offering. It's the, like, mm-hmm. even in the sense of outside of money, giving your time, giving your energy, yeah, giving your resources.
0: And I would be fine with that as a, as a gift if it said having a giving heart. That would make sense to me. <laughs> that really would. Because there are some people You're who God is like, your job person. is to give. But like it just says giving. What are we giving? And the verse that I looked up said financial. Like I give people money. All of this. Look, money. when I I will not just I don't just I genuinely will, hand out money. I mean sometimes
1: you you do, you do sometimes. sometimes. Like I will like when I see the word giving though I automatically think of like when I first moved to Virginia, and I was helping count the offering. And there was a check mm-hmm. in the offering for twenty thousand dollars, and I was like, yes. "Oh snap, that's giving. That person has, that person is giving. Yes, mm-hmm. there's no freaking way that's a tie. That's above. I it, mean, I mean uh, in this area, it
0: could be, I suppose. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> Let somebody tie. But when when Let you somebody say there's six months of ties and give it at one time. Oh my god. <laughs> That's where my, my brain always
1: goes back to that moment. Because I just remember being mm-hmm. in such awe that people would give that large amount of money. Now give. I was new to the area. I did not understand mm-hmm. what people make around here. but right. Like, right. That's true. I helped my parents count the offering growing up on and off again. And like a normal week of offering for the entire church would be like... They would be ecstatic if it would hit two thousand on one Sunday. So like to see that amount of money just not even counting anything else. Not even counting right. the other checks, the other cash that's in there, the online giving. I was just blown mm-hmm.
0: I was blown away. I mean, which is that is a, a beautiful thing for somebody to be able to gift a church and to give in that area. But I mean like when I when I hear that, I think like, okay, like what did God speak to that person? Did they just wake up and they were just like, you know what? It's Sunday and my Starbucks order was right. And my gas is like, like I have a full tank of gas like, and I'm just going to give this, right? Or was yeah. it like they woke up and God said, give this? And they were just like, God, do you know what you just asked me? Because homie, oh, we got to discuss this <laughs> on the way to church between now and offering because we got we to gotta keep talking okay. about it, right? Like they're just... Yeah. There are a lot of areas. However, I do believe like if you have a giving heart that is a spiritual gift because not everybody's like,
1: wow, that's all I got.
0: <laughs> I know. I'm going to
1: tell you something later. <laughs> okay. I mean, I know that we're real on podcasts, but like, you know, you there's know, some things. There's that just just some things. So I'm fine with it. Yeah.
0: That's fine. That's totally fine. I also have a story for you too related to giving that will crack you up and made me laugh. Oh,
1: gosh. Okay. Spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts.
0: Spiritual gifts. I only said it because you said it twice. Just felt like it needed to be said. <laughs> <first>. <laughs> I was I, not going look, anywhere. With that my brain is I. just kind of like
1: foggy. I took Benadryl two days ago. Again? No. Two days ago? <sighs> okay. It's been. I know
0: you took it two days ago because you told almost me. Almost
1: forty-eight hours at this point, but. I just you, no, it's like I've never known a, a Benadryl a hangover to Benadryl last this Benadryl hangover yesterday, and then today's like the first day that I feel normal again. And then I've just been trying to like catch up on everything that I should have been doing yesterday. Okay, and then having to, like so then I had a computer issue, and I had to drive up to work to sit there for I think it took like forty five minutes for the stupid software to download and install, mm-hmm. and then I just drove back home. My brain is just kind of like weird today. I'm all over the place. I got a lot coming up.
0: You too. I took, I had a, last night was the first night in like a week and a half to two weeks that I actually had a full night's sleep.
1: I'm so happy for you. So was I. (laughs) So
0: was (laughs) I. You don't know how badly I needed. That was the difference between me calling out sick today or me showing up for work. (laughs) If I did not get any sleep, there was no way. Did you sleep for like 12 hours? Hmm. Mm
1: -mm. No, but close to it probably. Because I feel like when you do sleep, you sleep for a very long time.
0: I think it was just a regular eight hours. I'll have to count. I don't know. It wasn't a 12-hour. I didn't get a 12-hour sleep. That wasn't a thing. Because then I woke up at 3.45, and then I went back to sleep at like 4. Okay. But a 3.45 wake up is not bad, considering that Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I go to the gym at 5 a.m. Inconsistently.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) Working towards (laughs) consistency. Progress, (laughs) not perfection. Progress. No, that's true. Progress, (laughs) not perfection. The things we tell ourselves to make us feel better.
0: Absolutely. Don't lie to others, but it's okay if you tell yourself little white lies. That's not true. Don't do that. Because then they become your version of reality, and then we are all begging people to join their real reality and not their version.
1: Hmm. On a side note, I made a friend recently who had a long transplant. And now every time I see her, I think of you.
0: Oh, you did tell me that. Yeah. You told me that you met someone because they told their testimony yeah. at, like, you're at Bible study or something. Yeah.
1: It's the same person that I went to their house for July 4th. Oh,
0: okay. Okay. I think, okay.
1: I think she's trying to become the extroverted friend that adopts the introverted person.
0: That's nice. Is she an introvert?
1: I'm the introvert.
0: I know you're the introvert. I just You said she's trying to become the extrovert, so I was wondering, uh, based on how you phrased it, if she was an introvert. I think,
1: I think she's an introverted extrovert.
0: Okay. That makes sense to me. I get that. But we'll see. Listen, transplant survivors are a different breed of people. That's true. Different breed of people.
1: It's a very In interesting... In the most beautiful way possible. It's very interesting. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll see. Anyways.
0: Well, we'll see how that friendship any, goes. I gotta any last words? Hop off, because... I'm going to yoga. Um Oh yeah, what
1: time it you got like fifteen minutes?
0: Mm-mm. No, it's at uh six forty five. Okay. So I know I got time. Um I don't think that I really have any last words. I would just encourage you if you're unsure of what your gifts are and you're having a hard time figuring it out, start with the Bible.
1: Start with the Bible and in prayer. Ask Jesus. And
0: asking God, like, what am I what are what have you gifted me with? And then from there you can also talk to your inner circle of friends and say, I feel as though God is telling me this. Would you believe this to be true or accurate? And if not, maybe start working on that. For example, if I was like, Jesus, what's my spiritual gift? And he said kindness. And I went to my friends, they would not agree with that. <laughs> I'm not unkind, but they would not use kind to describe me. And so then I would have to work on allowing that to be something that other people saw. Oh so I just God. am throwing that out there. Oh my God. I'm not an unkind person, but kind is not the first word you would use to describe to me. I'm aware of it. It's okay. Not
1: in the top 10.
0: Not in the top 10 at all. I'm also okay or with that. Or the
1: calm. I'm also okay with it. If you say calm.
0: No, calm's not in the top 10. Calm's not in
1: the top 10 either. Yeah. But it's okay. That's
0: okay. I'm also okay with I that. I need
1: too. someone who can express emotion because I can't. So.
0: Yes. So there we go. You are the calm. I got, I got everything else in <laughs> That's.
1: I am learning that. The people advocacy. the people that I get along with best are very expressive with their emotions.
0: That makes sense because how do you have a friendship with two people that don't express things? Y'all just sitting around staring at stuff. <laughs> like you, you so will get, never confidently have, know if somebody wants to do expression. something or not.
1: I have the laughing expression when I find something funny because I will laugh. Yes. I have the angry yes. expression and I have a blah okay. expression. Like when Mm -hmm. I answer my phone, most of the time people go, are you okay? You sound like you're in pain. And I go, oh, no,
0: that's just just my
1: voice. It's okay.
0: That's just your, that's just your voice. Yes. I will also just like to throw this out here that that's 50% of the time her angry face is also her blah face. <laughs> I just, I just would like to acknowledge that because she doesn't get angry, like where she's like yelling and screaming and it's like all in my head. her blood pressure. Why is rise- it like rises? You can just tell because she's just like in a space where she w- would normally be having fun and she's not having fun. That means that someone angered her.
1: The secrets.
0: I'll always tell people when I'm angry so you don't have to ask.
1: (laughs) I volunteer. If I tell you that I'm angry, then we have a great relationship or I just do not care.
0: Yes. And I would say as of late in this phase of your life, it's because you have a great relationship with her and not because she just doesn't care.
1: It's one or the other. Like when I was hitting the tree outside with the axe and my neighbor that I never met came over and was like, are you okay? Do you want to take that tree down? She was not okay. Or are you just trying to take some frustration out? And I was like, I'm trying to take some frustration
0: out. And then he told me to stop. And also, I would like the tree gone. I mean, it was both. And then he told me to stop. Sometimes we just need people to tell us to stop. Okay, we're starting to ramble now at this point. So,
1: Um, thanks for listening. Amen and goodbye. Peace out. Peace. Peace. Bye. Bye.